0: Title today, Measured Mercy, question mark. Matthew 18. Let's get there. Measured Mercy, question mark. We'll start with verse 21. Then came Simon Peter to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? till seven times, question mark. Now, Jewish thought at that time was, you were to forgive someone three times. So Simon Peter was saying, I'm doubling that and add one. You must really think I'm quite the Christian man. Jesus' response to Simon Peter Jesus said unto him, I say not unto you until seven times, but until 70 times seven. And we'll see what that is all about today. Lord, take the few words that we will speak here this morning, and I am believing, God, that it will be a help to everyone who is willing to pay attention and to glean from this. In Jesus' name, amen. The FAA tests the windshield of planes with a chicken launcher, knowing that if it will withstand the force of that chicken being slammed into that windshield, it will withstand the force of a bird that would be as they was in flight, uh, slammed against the windshield of the plane. The British government found out that we had that. I don't know why they couldn't have built their own. But they asked if they could borrow it. And we said sure. And they didn't use it for planes. They used it for their train system. Knowing that there were low flying birds and things that would uh, slam into the windshield of their trains. The first time that they used the chicken launcher It smashed through the windshield of the train, took out part of the panel that was there high enough to be hit, took out the seat where the engineer would have been, and then done some damage behind that. And they thought, well, that's got to be a fluke. So they got another train. Same thing happened to the next train. Then they got a hold of the FAA and said, could you come over here and show us what's going on with this? So the FAA expert flew over. They reenacted everything, had the train there. They've got the chicken launcher. They've got the chicken. And the guy is about to punch the button for the chicken to fly into the windshield and he's about ready to punch the button, the FAA expert with a smirk on his face says, don't punch that button. You got to thaw out the chicken first. (laughs) Like a pretty good-sized rock. That thing was just (laughs) slamming through everything. If there's a right way and a wrong way to use a chicken launcher, (laughs) there's a right way and a wrong way for people to live their lives. Let me tell you the right way to live your life in forgiveness. Yeah, but preacher, you don't know what he done to me. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Yeah, but preacher, she done me so wrong, she said this about me. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Oh, but I was hurt so bad. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. And it would set you free if there would be people in this audience and are watching by satellite, or watching by the uh, uh, big screen at Centrae, and the big screen at Fairfield, and watching on the on the worldwide web. If you would be willing to put this thing into practice, what Jesus taught us, it would free you, and you could live your life like you've never lived it before. But so many people are held back, I believe it, they're held back by unforgiveness. How many have heard of Corey Ten Boom? How many have not heard of Corey Ten Boom? More have not. Corey Ten Boom was in, a, was in concentration camps. Her, her mom, her dad, and her sister all died during the Holocaust in concentration camps. And one of the SS soldiers who was the meanest of the bunch... As she kept a journal afterwards to where it was fresh on her mind after they had been liberated by the United States forces and she wrote all this stuff down and over and over and over and over in the journal this one man's name, this SS soldier's name kept coming up as as he was so more brutal than all the other soldiers and his name was there over and over on every other page for a while. This one man's name and Corrie Ten Boom as she wrote uh, different books and she became well known and she was Speaking in different places It happened where she was speaking in Germany And after one of the services A big man Came walking toward her After that service was over And she froze in her step Because it was The SS soldier And as he walked slowly Up the steps To meet her With his hand extended She said the hardest thing she ever done in her life was to extend her hand to his. As he said, Fraulein, the forgiveness that you've been talking about, Jesus Christ has forgiven me of everything that I had done. That woman said she boarded a train and went back to her home in Holland and went to the the living room, and from there, there was a... A, a file cabinet and she took out that little uh, journal that she'd had all those years with that man's name in there so many times over and she had the fire going and she took that journal and threw it in the fireplace and the moment she did she said she felt the forgiveness of God just flood all over her. Because if she had been speaking about forgiveness, she knew there was something that she was holding, there was unforgiveness that she herself was holding unto. Unforgiveness will stifle and will choke the life of God right out of you. I am convinced that some families struggle more with unforgiveness than others. But I am also convinced that it is a learned trait And unforgiveness will affect every area of your life. Well, I can't. That is untrue. God would not command us to do anything that it was impossible for us to do. I'm going to say that again. God would not command us to do anything that it was impossible for us to do. And God says we are to forgive. In Australia... They have what is known as the Victoria State Rose Garden. There are 5,000, not varieties of flowers, there are 5,000 varieties of roses. Each very descriptive in its name. Lavender moon, ivory cream, blood scarlet, sunburst orange, velvet brown, 4,995 others. Do you think that the caregivers and or the caretakers of that mass estate, do you think that when they see a weed, they just think, oh, well, it's just a weed, who cares? I bet not. I bet they're all over it. bet they're all over it. And what happens, like a weed, unforgiveness can get in our life, and if we don't get rid of it, it will grow. Deuteronomy 29, make sure there is no root among you that produces such bitter poison. Hebrews 12, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and corrupt you. Resentment, grudges, It's a root system that gets started, and it makes a breeding ground for unforgiveness to happen. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. When Jesus said we can forgive, that means we can do just that. We can become, you've seen it, you've seen it, and think, well, that's just a little little pious statement. I think there's so much truth wrapped up into this. You can either become bitter or you can become better. Amen. A lot of truth there. Amen. And I'm convinced of this as well. Our ministry is made up of our misery. You take the person that's went through hell on earth, and God calls him to talk about that, I'm telling you, that person will have an impact in people's lives. Instead of, look what God did to me. I hate God. No. Your misery can become your ministry if you're big enough to rise to that level. So many people, unfortunately, are not. In this life, we will never know the perfection of the Garden of Eden. But we can know what it's like to be willing to root out those weeds of resentment in our life and have a beautiful garden in our life. Simon Peter said, if I forgive seven times, that makes me a pretty incredible person. And Jesus said, try seven times 70 You know what the message could be? Jesus is saying if you do anything, if you do anything 490 times, you're going to get better at it. That may be what he's saying. I've seen people that can share their faith so well. You know what I'm pretty certain of? That wasn't the first time they'd done that. The people that give out forgiveness and do it so well, they've done it other times. You can pretty well know that. Matthew 18:30. I want you to if you'ven't got your Bible open, I want you to turn your Bibles there. And this is the rest of the story. That Jesus gave after his little talk with Simon Peter, And what happened was, one man owed another man, I'm going to say this real quick, and then we'll act this out. One man owed another man $3 million, and the man said, I forgive you. The guy that's been forgiven, now another guy owes him $7,000. And the Bible said he went and grabbed him around the neck and said, pay me back. Now, hmm, Mark Miller, come and help me, Logan, and Logan's father-in-law, this will be good, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you're fine right there. One man is, uh, one man, this guy right here, has loaned, uh, work with me here, <laughs> has loaned this guy $3 million.
1: <laughs>
0: and he says, I can't pay. Logan, say, I can't pay. I can't pay. I can't pay. I can't pay. What's your name? I forgot it. That's- Doug. And Doug says, Ah, you're a good son-in-law. Just forget that. (laughs) Forget that. And then he goes on his own merry way. And now, Logan, in the process of time, he remembers that, hey, Mark Miller owes me $7,000. And he goes and he says... You owe me, me $7,000. And he puts his hands around his neck. You owe me $7,000. And he can't pay. And what Logan does is he tells him, you are then going to debtor's prison. How unjust that would be. He's just been forgiven $3 million worth. And he can't forgive a guy that owes him $7,000. Listen, people, no matter what somebody's done to you, you have done more injustice to God than that person has to you. And God, who is willing to say, forget about it, I forgive you on that $3 million. And then for you to so unjustly turn around and put your hands on someone else and say, you owe me, and if you're not going to pay, I'm going to put you in debtor's prison. The verse I ask you to read, the verse is this. It says he, listen, he would not forgive. It didn't say He could not. It was his own will. It was in his power. He could forgive the man. But he would not. Thanks, guys. These all did good. (laughs) Say this with me. God has forgiven me more. Say it. God has forgiven me more. No matter what anybody else has done against you, say it with me, God has forgiven me more. $3 million as opposed to $7,000 someone owes you, God has forgiven me more. One more time, God has forgiven me more. If I'm not willing to forgive, how can God forgive me? I furthermore think if I'm willing to forgive in a teaspoon size, God may be willing to forgive in a teaspoon tea. Po- tea th- 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 th. <laughs> Here, take your teaspoon. <laughs> See, it's every week. It's a foul up every week. <laughs> teaspoon, teaspoon. A a gravel truck size and a gravel truck size. Yeah. Whatever you're willing to meet out, I believe God's willing to meet out to you. That's why it's in my best interest just because somebody says, oh, that Mark Shell, I just, just that guy just blankety-blank, blank, 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 I don't like him at all. It's in my best interest to forgive. It's in my best interest to forgive. It's in my best interest to forgive Amen. because if I don't, it will stifle me and it will choke me out. Amen. How many of you got a Bible that's got an Old Testament to it? Go to Genesis chapter 49. And I'm just about out of time already. Genesis 49, and this is about one of the most premier people in the Bible, without a doubt. Joseph. Verse 22, Joseph is a fruitful, everybody say fruitful. Fruitful Fruitful bow, even a fruitful, say fruitful fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the well the archers have sorely grieved him, shot at him hated him and we don't even have to tell what he did he forgave them he forgave them 400 years later we read in the same Bible to where Joseph's great 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 grandkid Is a guy by the name of Naboth. And it says, Naboth has a fruitful vineyard. It passed down the line. I want my family to be blessed. And I know one of the top ways for that to happen is for me to be forgiving. Because when I am forgiving, it opens up God's bounty where God can be able to make me fruitful, and when I'm fruitful, my family can be fruitful as well. I want to create fruitfulness in my family, and it happens through forgiveness. 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 The prodigal son wasted his substance on riotous living, and yet when he came back, The father didn't have measured mercy. The father says, seeing him away off, he runs to him. He brings him home and then says to the servants, go get the best robe. Go get the signet ring. Put shoes on his feet because at that time slaves never wore shoes. And he was willing to be a slave. And he said, no, put shoes on his feet and kill the fatted calf because my son that was away is now brought back home. This is not measured mercy. It's over the top. And then let's throw a party because my son has finally come home and yet the older brother didn't even go to the party. He may have forgiven, but it was in little bits. In little bits. The night of the Exodus, with Moses leading the children of Israel, before the Exodus happened that night, God's word to them was, each family take a lamb and sacrifice that. And God accepted that sacrifice. The Day of Atonement, with all the children of Israel, the whole nation of Israel... And the lamb was slain for the sacrifice of sin, and God accepted that sacrifice. When Jesus Christ allowed Him all his own self to be the sacrifice for sin for the whole world, God accepted that sacrifice. What can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. God forgave each family. God forgave a whole nation. And God forgave a whole entire world. And all we got to do is reach out in forgiveness. I got a lot more I could say, but let me, I'm going to cap it off with this. Uh, Back in in, uh, Genesis 49, it says, uh, continuing on with Joseph, But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. There is the law of first mention in the Bible. To However it's mentioned in the Bible, it's going to be mentioned that way over and over and over and over and over again. It's the law of first mention. This is the first time the word arms is mentioned in the Bible. Now, with that in your mind. But his bow abode in his strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God. We see in Mark chapter 9, Jesus took the children up in his arms, it said. God reaches out with his arms in forgiveness, and we reach out our arms to be able to grab a hold of that forgiveness. In Psalms, and boy, this, this psalm ministered to me this week. I don't know when I've been... I really I don't know when I've been so blessed 86 verse 5 for the Lord art good and he's ready to forgive and he's plenteous in mercy thank God I'm I'm glad for that because I'm not a perfect person I don't even let on like I am I don't want measured mercy I want it in truck full sizes. And God's willing to do that. Thank God that he is. Bow your heads, please. Lord Jesus, we're glad you don't have measured mercy. But Lord, your arms are reaching out for us. You forgave a family, you forgave a nation, you forgave a whole world. Lord, all I've got to do is accept that. There may be somebody here today, but they've never accepted that. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. And I believe in God that today is going to be a change in world.
1: I will not fear.